Hello and welcome to the Bottom Up Skills Podcast. I'm Mike Parsons. I'm the CEO at Qualitance. And today we're in the fourth last chapter of our enormous agile software development series here on the Bottom Up Skills Podcast. And today's topic is the backlog. Now, this little old thing kind of matters in an agile project. Um, A backlog is really the foundation of what everybody comes back to, to work out some important things. Uh, Number one, what's most important in terms of the work that we are making right now? Could be design, development, wireframes, user stories. This is really the essential uh, piece, the backlog. And as each individual in the team should know what they are working on right now. And the backlog is the source of this. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk a little bit about the backlog and we're going to discuss how to get the right uh, stuff in there, how to get the right details in there. And ironically, although a lot of people focus on the backlog for their current sprint, really the best practice with a backlog is to be actually looking at it uh, in terms of what's after the, the sprint you're working in. So looking ahead and, and really this idea of just being at least one or two steps ahead. So we're going to get into all of that as we talk about some of the best practices in Agile and Scrum. All right. So this little old backlog. Now, um, if you're trying to visualize what this might look like, it's, it's simply just a, a list of work of the key pieces of a product. And if you've been listening to this series, you'll obviously know that we're quite fond of Jira and Confluence at Qualitan. So you might want to check out those products uh, designed and developed by a fabulous Australian company too, I might add. And um, it's there that you'll be able to manage your uh, product backlog. And um, I want you to uh, visualize a very rich task list that's ranked in order of priority. That's really, uh, at its simplest form, that's what it is. But if the right attention and the right effort is put into each and every one of these, so user stories, epics, and themes, then this is a really powerful tool because a whole bunch of cool things happen. First of all, if you use a product like uh, Jira, you'll actually see from sprint to sprint how good you are at getting those uh, to-dos done. And it gives you this information that will help you judge better how to predict your time for subsequent sprints as well. So, you know, the, the key thing when you think about your backlog is this list must be not only managed by your scrum master, but everyone must be contributing because then the data is rich, then it's relevant, it's got context, and uh, it helps you when you've got a question uh, about something in the backlog, then the requirements and the attachments and the rich data that is listed inside of it can tell that story. I think a really good uh, check for a backlog is if the backlog has been a bit neglected, then all the write-ups inside each of the user stories or each of the issues, um, you're going to actually find that the information is not enough. And then the worst thing in the world happens 
you have to send an email, you have to like get someone on text or give them a call and say, hey, you say that we have to do this right now, but there's not enough information. So I'm not able to move forward. So if you have a backlog, put time and effort and attention towards it. And it will serve you very well because everyone will know what matters, what's the biggest priorities right now. And here's the critical thing. They'll know what they're meant to be doing now. And that means less clarification conversations about who's doing what. So as we're talking about a backlog, uh, I'm just thinking about all of the things that I've seen in projects. And I think if I reflect on uh, the three best pieces of advice that I can give to you about using a backlog, it's the following three. I think you need to groom it. I think you need to uh, have high attention to the details. And I think you need to be planning already at least one, if not two or three sprints ahead. So I'm going to dig into each of those now, but grooming, devil in the details and working uh, several sprints ahead. This is at the essence of the best practices of using a backlog in an agile software development project. All right, grooming. You know, for me, this is really interesting. We're not talking about going to the barbers. We're actually talking about software here. But what we need to do is get together and to really remind ourselves of what is really important for this product. Now. What's really uh, fascinating here is how often teams find themselves working on things that are not the highest priority. And in an agile software development project, the thing that matters the most is a working product. And the thing that matters the most within that is the essential feature, epic theme, or user story. Whatever the killer app is in your product, you start there. You don't start with login. You don't start with privacy and disclaimer. You don't start with any of those because they're really straightforward. It's all about knowing what is number one on your priority list. And that's what the grooming sessions should do. You should be getting together as a team and collaboratively talking about and evaluating together what's essential in this product and therefore organizing the backlog, all the issues in the backlog, you organize them accordingly. So pay attention to make sure that you are focused on grooming towards working code. And secondly, making sure that it's the essential features that are working. You know, uh, as I said, you know, login and all those secondary pages, FAQ, uh-uh. Those things are not tricky. Focus on the complex things that add the most value. And that's a great way to start grooming your backlog. Now, the next thing that I mentioned is details. And uh, when you start, you're, you're, you're going to add a bunch of uh, issues and user stories and epics and themes and all that good stuff into something like Jira. And there will be a bunch of write-ups and, and something like Confluence, which will give a broader, uh, more wiki or Google Docs kind of context behind what's in the backlog. But the really important thing here is make sure that the issues inside of the backlog, these are the individual items that make up the backlog, make sure they're written, written up well. I mean, the classic thing not to do is just to have the heading, the title of the issue, and then you open it up and it's blank inside. That's no use 
to anyone. So take time to make sure that the requirements are written up, that maybe attaching or linking relevant documentation. And I, and, and I said this earlier in the show, just make sure that a third person who came to this, let's say it's something for a developer, that they could read this issue or user story and there is sufficient information for them to actually begin their work. If it's insufficient, you'll know because they have to call you and say, hey, I don't understand. Where are those things that you mentioned? Uh, I don't understand why I would do it like that. And then that is the classic moment where you know the issue is not written up completely. So make sure you take the time to put the detail into it. On the bigger projects, you might find a business analyst writes this. On really big projects, the business analyst and the product owner will be always, always reviewing, editing, adding, and revising their issues in the backlog because they're having more context around the product. So this is no small task, adding the details into each of the issues that actually make up the backlog. Now, uh, the backlog is obviously highly relevant to the sprint that you're working in. But my third tip for you is actually start uh, combining groups of work issues in the backlog and bundling them together for at least the next sprint, if not the next couple of sprints. To give you an idea of some best practices, I sat with somebody just the other day and we're in September and I was reviewing all of the sprints for the rest of the year with my colleague. So that was a lot. So let's make sure um, that at least there's a couple in. And as a benchmark, I think a great product owner or a great scrum master will actually have at least half a dozen uh, sprints in there. And, and guys, these will change. Um, but at least it's some sort of directional look at what's coming in the future. And of course, you'll always come back and change and swap. In fact, um, you know, if you weren't doing that, it would be too easy. I, I would be worried if you weren't getting to a sprint and, and doing some significant reprioritizing and uh, editing. So this is why uh, if you do these three things, the grooming of what really matters, making sure that the top priorities are really there, um, making sure there's detail in those issues and thinking ahead. This is why the backlog becomes so important. I talked about it as being this fundamental tool, and it really is because every morning everyone can jump on there, maybe before or after your stand-up, and you know exactly what's expected of you. And this is priceless in any project, be it agile or otherwise. So there you have it, the backlog, um, vastly underestimated, hugely important. Uh, I hope uh, you've learned some goodies here on the show today about how it really to get the most out of your backlog in an agile software project. And I look forward to having you joining us again on the show. And if you are really interested in agile, hey, jump over to bottomup.io because we have a ton of free masterclasses there. You can check those out and enjoy them at no charge. So there you go, everyone. That was our show on the backlog. We've got a couple more episodes of our Agile Software Development Series 
we'll see you next time.